Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! <laughs> Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. Since the early days of the Vegas entertainment scene, the great lounge acts have been must-visits for the Vegas guests and locals alike. Stars like Louis Prima and Don Rickles were just a few of the greats to play in Vegas lounges. Well, there's not a lot of that in town anymore, except at the South Point Hotel, where you can see one of the great piano players and entertainers, Wes Winters. You'll meet him in just a moment. Also this week, we kick off our fall season with two new regular features. For those of you that love the Vegas mob connection, and who doesn't, Mr. Big joins us each week to tell a story from the Vegas Files. And if you're a sports fan and love Vegas, you probably want to tip on the pro football lines. Former NFL scout, general manager, owner, and sports journalist Upton Bell drops by to give you his picks on the big games of the week each week. And of course, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, is with us as always with the latest happenings around town. For once in my life, I found someone who needs me. Someone I've needed for so long. Great song, I know. For once, I'm afraid I can go where I In Las Vegas, me. the Somehow phrase that probably is the best compliment you can get in as an entertainer is a great showman. They certainly said that about Liberace years ago. And they're saying it about a guy named Wes Winters. He's been around for a while. He started impersonating Liberace by that, by impersonating the way he played and so forth. He's been, been called by many simply the best entertainer in Las Vegas. Wes Winters, welcome to the show. Uh, so it really was Liberace as a, as a kid. When you saw him, you thought, wow, this guy's doing something special. I think I want to learn how to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I thank you for first of all having me on the show. It's a pleasure, and um, I saw him on one of those CBS Sunday Night Specials that they used to have. And if anyone's under forty and doesn't know what they that is, they need to ask their grandparents. But um, I loved those, and I lived in a city in Olathe, uh, Kansas, which is a suburb of Kansas City, and watched him. And it wasn't really the costumes or the jewelry or the anything like that. It was the sound of the music. Um, when he played, no matter what he played, the music had a happy feel to it. There always It sounded like, weirdly enough to say, there was a smile in everything he played. That's what appealed to me, and, I, and that, that kind of caught me. So I decided, I come from a very musical family, and I decided at that point... Um, that was when I was about five, and I had already learned to play the accordion and the guitar, and I decided I want to play the piano. Wow. So I just, I just kind of sat down, and I just kind of knew the basics. 
So I think I found my thing. I was very one of those people that's very, very fortunate. I found my thing at a young age. Well, yeah, so. well, it's self-taught. I mean, my gosh, you know. And the th- interesting thing about Liberace is I remember back when he was playing all the time and people would go see it and, and were expecting to hate it. They'd go, oh, I don't care about his costumes or he's right. flamboyant and stuff. But they would always come back and they would tell me, they'd say, the show is amazing. What he can do on the piano, you can't believe. And that's yeah. why I think it's just so interesting that you would pick that up. I mean, that's kind of sh- shooting for the uh, for the big time, isn't it? I mean, not a lot of people can do that, Wes. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I I honestly believe. And I, like I said, on my mom's side of the family, we are on that side. We are a gigantic, humongous, prolific family. And pretty much everybody sings, everybody plays music, and I believe it's a genetic, like, you know how they're finding out everything that we, we do and go through in life, it's genetically disposed. Right. We, we have that disposition. I think music is too. It's just like art. There are some people that can draw, other people can struggle to make a stick figure. And yeah. I just think music is one of those things, and I come from a family where that, that's just something that everybody does. And no one's been trained or taught. Nobody reads music. It's just something you come out of the womb playing an instrument singing. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately unfortunately for my mother, it was a piano. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, so you come, you you, uh, came out to Las Vegas, and you actually did a tribute to Liberace at the Liberace Museum. So you know they're not going to have anybody at the Liberace Museum that's going to embarrass Liberace because you know that there is a, a, his ability right. is world renowned. Was that a fun thing for you? Because I got to figure it's tough. People coming in and go, "Wow, this guy won't be as good," and then they leave going, eh, "Okay, he was." <laughs> I yeah, they had to talk me in and coerce coerce me to to enter this contest. I, I'm not a contest person. I don't like them. Um, generally, they're political. <laughs> and it's the person who knows the right person that gets, you know, chosen to win or someone's parents were the big people in town. You know, it's that kind of a thing from what I've, I've found. And I just shied away from that. I just always wanted to just do my thing. And I'm not a competitive person with that. So they finally talked me into it. Um, and I was terrified, and not being a reader, not having a degree, or not not reading music or anything, it's almost sometimes an embarrassment, and you feel like people look down on you, especially someone who's gone to college and is degreed, like a, a concert pianist. So, yeah, I I thought, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'll rack it up to being a good experience, you know, just something here in town, and maybe meeting people and blah, blah, blah. And then I won the damn thing, <laughs> and I competed against concert pianists and degreed musicians, and I think if they could have stabbed me that day and gotten away with it, I would not be here talking to you today. <laughs> but it taught me a lot of things, too. You know, I think no matter what your training is and no matter what your background is, you, if, if you have that thing in you and... I, you know, thankfully, I, God, thank you that I do. I, I have that thing. And people sense that and see that. And to be able to go in and sit down and play like him, it was interesting because I grew up playing along with his records. That's how I learned how to play the piano. So you yeah. put a record on and play with it. 
so it was not a big stretch for me to kind of sound like him. Let, let people not think that you just took that for granted and played. I understand you were practicing four to seven hours a day. I mean, that's how you get really good at that stuff, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was playing the piano. It's because, like I said, we lived in Olathe, which it's about 32 miles outside of uh, Kansas City, Kansas, because if you know Kansas City, it, it's on the border of Kansas and Missouri, and there's the Kansas side and the Missouri side. Well, we were about 32 miles from the, the border of Kansas City, Kansas, and so we were kind of out in the sticks more, you know, than a lot of the urban people. And our piano was this big old farm piano, and it was one of those uprights that takes like seven guys to carry. It was about 100 years old, and it was so big, it did not go through the door to go in the house. So it sat in the garage. So I would go out in the garage, and that piano became my best friend. It became my therapist. It became everything to me. And I would just sit, and I would play nonstop if I was allowed. And, you know, eventually I had to do chores or had to do, you know, the stuff at home or help with things or go to school. But I spent my entire childhood in that garage learning how pianos work, taking it apart, putting it back together, learning how to tune it, learning just all of those different things. And it literally became my best friend. Back with more from Wes Winters, who performs Friday and Saturday nights in the Grandview Lounge at the South Point Hotel in a moment. Just a reminder, please visit Vegas Never Sleeps online. For the best in Vegas, it's VegasNeverSleeps.com. And for great sports, it's Sports R-A-C-X, which is available on radio stations nationwide and wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X, is short for Sports Rock and Tours. And later today on Sports Rock and Tours, relive the frustrations of the 1970 Chicago Cubs, one of history's great teams that never won a championship. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. Have your collectibles taken over your house? Well, maybe it's time for those treasures to find a new home. And I've got just the place to help you do that. The place to go is Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads, where they are always buying. Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads has over 35 years of experience buying collections of sports cards, memorabilia, bobbleheads, toys, action figures, comic books, Hot Wheels, Star Wars, movie posters, and more. If you've collected it, there's a good chance they'll buy it. 
No collections are too large or too small. Call Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads at 310-534-4180 or text them pictures of your collection. That number again is 310-534-4180. That's 310-534-4180. Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads, 310-534-4180. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Wes Winters, who appears at the Grandview Lounge in the South Point Casino every Friday and Saturday night from 6 to 9. makes sense and of course you've made it your life and part of the reason it's just such a natural is you immersed yourself in the piano not just Liberace that was the start of it but really like you say into all these things to the point now that we talk to people they say hey this guy can play a lot more I mean Jerry Lee Lewis to Barry Manilow uh, (laughs) you know you big band of country and, and I get the idea you like all those different types of music is that right yeah I don't I I get bored sitting and I can appreciate every type of music and I think everybody who who is musically inclined it's good if you can do that um I have my favorites but it's like some people go and they only want to go listen to an evening of all jazz oh my god I would be insane if I did that (laughs) I want to hear a variety of stuff I want to hear a little bit of this and a little bit of that and I don't want to hear them sound exactly like the recording, I want to hear that person's take, you know, that person. If I want to hear them sound exactly like the recording, I will just put on the recording. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but I love variety music, and that's what's always been fun for me because I, I kind of keep track of what my crowd wants to hear, and it is. It's a huge mix of music, and so I try to learn a little bit of everything for, for people. Yeah, we love a little taste of it. I mean, it kind of goes with Vegas, right? It's like a buffet. You want yeah. a little of everything. You don't want to just eat one thing. Otherwise, <laughs> you would go there. <laughs> That's perfect. It is. It's a musical buffet. And I also tell people, they say, well, what do you do for a living? I go, I am a musical prostitute from Prump. And I'm, but I'm not from Prump. And I said, I, I play whatever people need to hear and make a living from it. <laughs> I like that one. Okay, that's that's funny. Uh, so, so what are the big favorites? Tell us, because because you will play everything. Are there any particular that people like just have to hear when they come to see you? The things that I get requested most, and my crowd is a little bit older crowd, and I like that. Um, so, I I kind of appeal to dancers, people who like couples who like to go dancing, mm-hmm. like like people used to do. I mean, uh, a couple would get dressed up to go out have dinner and then they go to some club and dance you know for nights and have cocktails and that's my crowd of people and so they love the stuff like there's a floyd kramer song i think from the 60s called last date that's pretty much requested all the time um then they they like line dancing because as you kind of get into the older crowds of people 
the women far outnumber the men, so they don't have people to dance with. So they want a line dance. So we do line dancing, and then we do um, country swing, and then we do uh, 40s big band, and then we do some 70s. Like It is the weirdest mix of stuff, but it makes for a really fun, interesting evening. Well, we're really excited to have you on because we know from people around town that you're one of the most popular acts in town. But I'm thinking a lot of people don't realize what you offer, and you got to get Wes on your list of things to do when you come to Vegas <laughs> because you're exactly right. People go there, and they just have a good time, and they're going to remember that as much as any concert they go to because it's just so much fun. Yeah. And I think I think people do, and even the tourists. I have a huge local following, but I love when the tourists come in. And through the years, it's like at South Point. Um, I've been there. This year is ten years. Every Friday and Saturday night for ten years. And Michael Gaughan is one of the most amazing people I have ever worked for in my life. And he's actually become a friend. Um, there are I, I've played literally all over the world for corporate stuff and hotels and bars and lounges and casinos. But I've never played in a facility where the owner, not the manager, but the owner pretty much knows everybody's name, knows the job they do, can call them out by name, um, pays attention to it's It's something you never see. And I feel very, very fortunate to be here and to be in that in that casino working with Michael Gaughan. He's just an amazing person. More with Wes in a moment. Today we are introducing a new regular feature which talks about one of your favorite Vegas topics. Our good friend Wayne Klingman is back with us. We, you probably know him as Mr. Big, and this is Mr. Big Presents Vegas Crime Blotter, a look back at the history of Vegas and the mob. Wayne, I understand today you're going to talk about a name that's probably very familiar to people because they go to his casino named after him, Binion's. Let's talk about my good friend Binion. When you look back in the history of Vegas, you look at people who were big and large, big and larger than life, and he for sure was one. For the fact that as a young man, his friends had sent him to school because they thought he was going to die at an early age. We have him at the end of his life, not only owning one of the most popular casinos in the city of Las Vegas, but starting the World Poker Tour. This means a lot to me because it means that you can overcome anything. As a young man, he hung out with his father who took his time, took the kids with him towards training. He got the experience of living life large at a young age. He learned quickly. He learned that people like the camel. He also learned that you do, do what you t- take to make sure they had a good, fair game and you took care of cheaters because nobody likes a cheater. Least of all, Mr. Minion. The story's been said that he used to break hands and vices. Stories have said that worse than that, if you really upset him with your chain and trying to get over on him, he'd be more than happy to take you for a one-way trip to the outside desert where they would have a convenient hole to put you in. I would not have screwed with Mr. Binion. Even at his early age, I think he had two gunfights, right? I mean, he killed two people. The fact he didn't go to prison is the fact that when he hung out in Dallas, he knew all the judges. He knew the DA. He knew all the right people. They were going to put him in jail. That was not going to happen. But yet, when the former struck office, he knew his time was had. So he had to leave. And there, long and behold, there was Vegas. And there he would go and hang his hat. It was really great about his time in Vegas. And yeah, as I like Mr. Binion and the stories of all him. And yes, a lot of them are nothing but stories. And I'm sure he was a mean, nasty person. Many times he had to be. Who knows? 
But to think that someone hated him so much that they tried to bomb his ranch out of an airplane, to me, is wild. Now, I've seen people read stories where they had blown up in cars. I've seen people get ambushed, right? We've all heard those stories. But reading the first story that Mr. Binion home was once was going to be bombed, that's a bit much, I'm thinking. It gives me a lot to believe that Mr. Binion lived life larger than most people ever will in a million years. Now, yes, he had to go to prison for tax evasion. He had to go with that. I believe that was the cause of one of the reasons why he had to sell his casinos out. But yet, till the end of his life, he was always involved with his casinos, always involved, always wondering what was going on. What work did he do to help the gamblers that come to Vegas, play poker, do good things, right? Yeah, thank you, Wayne. Make sure to stay tuned every week as Mr. Big presents Vegas Crime Blotter, and you can get his great book, The Life and Times of Frank Ballesteri, The Last Most Powerful Godfather of Milwaukee. You can get it on Amazon. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks, Mr. Big. And hey, don't forget to follow Sports Rock and Tours, which now follows this show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports RACX wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Alan Childs here, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi. We're chatting with Wes Winters, who appears at the Grandview Lounge in the South Point Casino every Friday and Saturday night. And if you can't make it, you can still see Wes live on Facebook every Friday night from 7 to 8 p.m. And the company jumps and he was He's the boogie-boogie You're a great fit for South Point because South Point is a place we, it's one of our favorite places in town because yeah. it does bring back that feel of old Vegas, but it's not decaying or anything. It's still vibrant and people enjoy yeah. it. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of the good old days. And your show is certainly a part of that. Let's make sure people don't uh, don't <laughs> get the wrong idea. It isn't that you just hang in Las Vegas because you've been right. really all over the world with this stuff. Uh, that has to be a lot of fun, too. Is that partly some of the, the corporate gigs and stuff you get all over the country? Yes, it is. Um, I've been really fortunate to um, literally – I've traveled all over the world performing, mostly for corporate stuff, some of it for trips that were put together for my fan, fan group. And so I would do cruises and uh, location vacations and, and getaways where I would do one or two shows, and they come down and they get a, have a break somewhere. We perform. We have a cocktail um, hour together, and, we, we, and it's just a blast. And I feel amazingly blessed because I've done this. This September is my 34th year performing for a living, and I have been my probably my favorite place was to Africa. I performed in um, Zambia, and I also performed in Cape Town, South Africa, and I those are things I'll never forget right. in my life. And it, it was stunning. So I've seen things that you know you grow up here in the states and you see 
you know, I, when I, this will date me, but Mutual Omaha, you know, we see giraffes and lions and, and elephants. I actually stood and, and watched these wild animals and got to participate and got to go there performing. You felt like Marlon Perkins, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel more like Jim. When you go, yeah. Jim, Jim has the snake by the neck and has a bag over here, so we're going to watch what happens. I mean, I'm more the Jim guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I always felt sorry for Jim because he had to do the hard stuff while Marlon's sitting there with a the monkey just describing what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Jim's wrestling to keep the monkey fangs, out, monkey fangs out, out of his throat, and Marlon's sitting there watching him on a screen. So... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I feel just blessed. I've, I've been all over the world, all over Europe and Central South America, Mexico, Canada, um, Italy, France, um, uh, Dubrovnik to um, hung, Hungary. I, I mean, literally everywhere performing. And it's just, I've had an amazing life through music. And I just, I feel very blessed. I, I still get up every day and I love what I do. And I probably will never retire. I will keep working as long as someone can push my chair up to a piano and then holler play because I'm deaf, and I will. So. <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, and there's more to it. Let's talk about what they're going to see because I understand you play more instruments than just a piano. You, there's other things you can do. With yeah. I saw you with an accordion. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, I play the accordion. I play the guitar. Um, I play ukulele. I play banjo, um, I play drums, I don't put drums on stage, I play harmonica, um, I grew up going to Catholic school and I played because I could play by ear, the nuns threw me into playing for, for mass, so I played church six days a week and got all my church in I needed, so I am totally good with all that and done, so I moved on, but no, it's, it's, I love music, I, I want to learn as much as I can about it. And I think at this age, I've kind of concentrated. Piano is my love. Back with more from Wes Winters in just a moment. Time now for another new feature. All season long, the man who has held every position you can hold in the NFL, it seems, from scout to general manager, and was even the son of the former NFL commissioner, Burt Bell, Upton Bell, drops by to give us his takes on the big games of the week. Time for our new feature, Upton Bell's NFL Picks. And we're going to pick two or three of our favorite games each week. This week, we got three games on the line we want to talk with Upton. First of all, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals, who are off to a great start against the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. Even a better start, really. The Rams look really tough. Two key moves. One last year in getting Jason Kingland Ramsey, who's probably the best cornerback in all of football, to solidify that defense. Remember, I consider Aaron Donald one of the greatest defensive linemen I've ever seen already. Look at that defense. And they totally, really, I mean, Brady threw for 400 yards, had a great day passing, but they cut off the run. They put pressure on him. Really, I don't think after the first quarter that Tampa was really in the game. That's how dominating that defense is. And, and to me, again, in the big games, you went on defense. Now, on offense, the key move was, was getting Matthew Stafford. And I always felt that Stafford would, would uh, if he could get in the right place and away, away from the hell of Detroit, the black hole of the NFL, that he could really flourish. And he has. And uh, you put him together with the coach at the Rams, and, and 
they're really electric. So they are favored on, on Sunday, and they should be favored on Sunday. They're basically a, a, a six-point favorite. I, I don't necessarily pay attention to that point spread. That's for the gamblers. I pay attention to the teams on the field. Arizona, though, is a very dangerous team. They have two really good wide receivers. And Kyler Murray is a trick-or-treat quarterback, not quite six feet, but can really give you a lot of problems. Their offensive line isn't particularly good. Their defense is, is okay, but they've given a lot of teams trouble, and I think they're going to finally be in the playoffs this year. So I favor the Rams. I think the Rams are the best team in the NFC. The second game, of course, is the game of the century, at least for five minutes, and that's the Patriots and Tampa, the return of Tom Brady. They're favorite by five. And in this case, Brady should really, uh, with this defense, the way they've been playing, Brady should really pick them apart. To me, it, it, it could be like 40 to nothing. But it also could be like 20 to 10 or 20 to 17, something like that. Because Belichick's the one person that knows Brady better than anybody. Belichick has been able to, in the past, come out and get in quarterbacks' heads. If ever there was a chance for him to do something uh, to turn the ship around, right now the ship here is not very good with the Patriots. It would be this game. So I would say the points are probably right, five points. It should be more. But buyer beware. I would not bet this game. The final game the Vegas Raiders at the Chargers. And basically, I like the Raiders, uh, well, let me put it this way. They're favored, but not by a lot, uh, by three, three and a half points. I like the quarterback. I like them coming back in two overtimes, but I, I am still a doubter of the Raiders. And they're going up against a team that I think and the Chargers are the most improved team in that division. And I, I just love the quarterback. I, I think, he, you know, even though he, last week he was, he was damn good and beating Kansas City, I do really like that team. They're explosive. And uh, he, to me, was one of the key quarterbacks taken last year and had a great first year. I think he's going to even be better this year. So... I'm picking the Chargers in an upset. Although, don't be surprised. To me, it's not really would be an upset because I think they're better than the Raiders. So, there are my three picks. Thanks, Upton. And by the way, you got to realize a lot of folks around town are hoping you're wrong about the Raiders. We'll see you again next week. And if you're a big sports fan, make sure to listen to Sports Rockin' Tours, which follows Vegas Never Sleeps in most markets. If you can't get that, you can always go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Okay.
Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are talking with Wes Winters, who performs Friday and Saturday nights in the Grandview Lounge at the South Point Hotel. I don't know anybody who comes to Vegas and they don't want the Vegas experience. Right. They want to see costumes. They want to see someone sparkling on stage. They want, to see, they want to see something that's a little bit bigger than life. They want to laugh. They want to have drinks and enjoy their night. Um, they want to dance. They want to remember this when they go back. And fortunately, I've been given a venue to do what I do that works perfect. It's like hand in glove for me. So I get to do that every week. And I just, I love that. They love it. And they're really loyal people. They become like family after a while. Well, trust me, folks, you can become part of that family. You got to see him. If you're from out of town, by all means, his name is Wes Winters. And you can see him Friday and Saturdays at the Grandview Lounge in the South Point Casino, which we were mentioning. South Point's a great casino. 6 to 9 p.m., which is a perfect time for that. Because I'm one of those guys that I like an earlier show, you know. I think it's just one of those things. It feels good to get out of there. I'm I'm one of those guys, too, now. So I want to go in. I want to do my show. I want to go home and put my put my pajamas on, have dinner, and go to bed. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's, it's sad when we get to this age, right? But, you know, in our 30s, it's 10 o'clock. Ah, time to go out. You know, exactly. Here, nope. <laughs> exactly. That's when you take your shower and get dressed up to leave. And in your 50s, you're like... Oh my God! I gotta fix my hair again. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, everything's everything's work. I know what you mean. How do we get tickets for these shows? Was there an easy way Actually, to do it? Actually, I am. What I love about Michael Gaughan and how he did this. This is a lounge show, so there are no tickets. You just come in and you get a seat. You mean this you, is free? Oh, this, this is, is really free. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this is free, and I you can just walk in. And sometimes it's hard to find a seat. Sometimes they're standing room only. Um, we have dancing. We still have the masks right now because we need to do that to protect people. But you can come in and sit, and if you're drinking, you can remove your mask, and, you know, you're having a beverage. Um, but you can get up and dance as long as you wear your masks, and we're having a blast doing this. And if people want to check, 
they can check uh, my website, which is West, my name, westwinters.com. That's easy enough. And then yep. you do, you're doing a Facebook Live thing for an hour on the Friday show, is that right? <laughs> I've been doing this for years now, and I have so many relatives that want to watch, and my, my mom and dad, and then I've got fans that are overseas, you know, they can't be here or that live in Canada or different parts of the States, and they tune in and watch every Friday night. We do, I do from 6 to 7, you know, it's not Facebook on Friday, but then at 7 o'clock from 7 to 8 Pacific time, uh, we do the Facebook Live show for one hour, and then I do another hour after that in the lounge, so my three hours is there, but people can watch every Friday, and it's, the Facebook page is my artist page, and it's West Winters Live. And yeah. so they just go to that. We got to do that because you can sit, take a look at that, and then you'll make sure when you come to Vegas to get there early so you can get a good seat. Also, you can get CDs if you go to that website. You got yeah. a couple out I wanted to talk with you about briefly because I think they're <laughs> both great. You got Send Down an Angel. Now, that's all original stuff. Yeah, I um, had a, a experience in life where I had a, uh, lost my youngest sibling, and when you do that, you know, it puts you in a weird thing because you watch your parents go through losing their, their child, and there's really nothing you can do to help that. They just have to go through what they have to go through. Yes. But then for yourself, for, for me anyway, I'm the oldest in my family. He was the youngest. Um, you try to deal with the best you can, and the best way for me was to write music. And so I could get that out at sitting at my best friend. And um, I wrote all the music and all the lyrics for this, and I'm really proud of this. Bank of America funded this, and the proceeds for the first, like, 15 years all went to um, a place called Solace House in Kansas City, which helps people who lose a parent or a sibling work through the grief process. Oh, that's fantastic. So uh, that's Send Down an Angel. Also, you've got Saturday Night, which is yes. <laughs> you're doing those classic covers that everybody wants to hear. What's on that album? Oh, my God. That one, there's, I, there's an original song called Las Vegas Saturday Night that I put on it. God, and I've got to, I've got to look up and find one. You know it's terrible when people ask you, they go, hey, what's on your CD? And you go, hey, let me find one, and I'll tell you. <laughs> I know it's very popular, and I know, you know, there's just some certain kind of music that everybody knows, you know, from the Great American Songbook to... Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a big mix of stuff. It's got piano pieces on it. I'm, there's a piece that I love. It's a theme, the theme from A Summer Place, and it's based on the Liberace arrangement, which is kind of this fun cha-cha-y thing. But it's, it's just a great piece of music. Um, then there, another piano piece is Moon River, which is a really beautiful arrangement of Moon River. Um, and then it's, um, oh, God, what is the other one? Wes, you need to wait. I have only had one cup of coffee this morning. <laughs> this is my morning still. Yeah, so, okay, I got you. <laughs> so, but, no, I, there's a lot of the Vegas standard stuff that you want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. For once in my life, um, uh, cheek to cheek, um, and there are a lot of covers, like you said, from a lot of the old Vegas performers that everyone would do. And you're not—I don't think you can call yourself a Vegas performer until you've done one of those CDs where you do those covers. 
No, I agree with showgirls with hardly any clothes on on the cover with you. Well, and the thing is, when you're especially when you're driving, you know, I, I grew up in the Northern California, and I'd drive into Reno, and, you know, at least driving in anyway, you'd have that music in the background get you in the mood. Sometimes yep. if it didn't go as well as you'd hope to, you don't <laughs> want to hear that on the way out. But <laughs> Well, sometimes when you're driving there, if you're like me, I mean, depending on the tempo of the music, you either speed or go too slow. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Winters, no, don't miss him. <laughs> You can you can listen to it, but don't get a ticket coming to hear me, please. <laughs> no, we won't. Wes, thank you so much. We are going to see you, though, uh, over at South Point. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You guys take care and have a wonderful fall. Time once again to chat with Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, also known as your Vegas insider. I've gotten a handful of these uh, emails. People say Ask Scott Robin where are the because he's always on top of the restaurants. What are the new hot restaurants that we don't know about that's just kind of come up? So, Spire. Yes. Well, uh, my new favorite was probably the Eight East at Circa. Uh, this is an Asian restaurant. It is owned by the same guy who does the restaurant called La Thai on Fremont East. And there is one dish, brisket fried rice. I get it with chicken skewers mixed in. It is absolutely delicious. And I share it all the time. That's why people think I work for Circa, because why would you share this four times a week? And I'll tell you why, because I eat there four times a week. Uh, so that is, it, it's called 8 East, the number 8 East. Uh, another one that's, if you're into venturing off the strip a little bit, it's called Al Salito Posto. And this is from the chef who did... Uh, Esther's Kitchen downtown, excellent, excellent. That's a little more convenient for a lot of folks that come and stay on the Strip. It's it's downtown, but it's still pretty close. This one's in Summerlin. It's about 10 minutes west of the Strip. But it, same chef, absolutely delicious. I mean, it, it's just off the chart. It's so, so good. And the chicken parm is always my favorite go-to thing. I can't say I've ordered much else because once you find that favorite dish, you might as well just keep ordering it. Um, but there's a, there are quite a few restaurants that are opening, and it's because, as I mentioned, have mentioned that the demand has come back. And these folks that have, have been having to put their plans kind of on pause for a year are now able to open these restaurants. Some are a little tricky. One of the best in town, Lotus of Siam, they had to close one of their locations because they couldn't find the staff, which is craziness. One of the best, most popular restaurants in town. Couldn't, couldn't find staffing to stay open. So those are my picks for now. Thanks, Scott. And remember to visit Scott's site, VitalVegas.com, to keep up with all the activities in and around Las Vegas. Coming up next is Sports Rock and Tours. If your local station doesn't carry it, go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X. It's short for Sports Rock and Tours. And please follow both Vegas Never Sleeps and Sports Rock and Tours on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Vegas, here we go!